the Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad podcast. So grab your tickets. Your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, Hey, everybody. Hola. Welcome to episode 21 of the Travel Squad podcast, How to Survive a Mexican Wedding. So today's episode, we're super excited. We're taking you behind the scenes of a Mexican wedding. And before we do, thank you so, so much to everyone because we are currently rated number eight on Apple iTunes podcasts for Mexico City. And this wedding is near and dear to our hearts because it was also in Mexico City. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Keep listening. Tell us what you want. And on that note, Jamal, take us into it. Keep in mind, we're no experts when it comes to Mexican weddings. We simply want to share with you our experience that we have had at them because it was wild and fun and we love sharing our wild adventures with you. And keep in mind, when we say survive a Mexican wedding, we don't mean it in a negative connotation. There's just so many cultural differences than what we're used to compared to weddings here in the United States. And we want to share those cultural differences with you. Yeah, I love weddings. I've actually been to two weddings in Mexico. One was the Mexico City wedding with you guys. Another one was in Lagos de Moreno, which is a couple hours outside of Guadalajara for another friend's wedding, Ricky and Patty. And they are crazy. They are not like American weddings, but I would arguably say they are a lot more fun. Absolutely. In fact, we were the last ones pretty much standing on the dance floor at the end of the night. So if you guys have a chance to go to a wedding in Mexico or any other country, you should absolutely take it because it is such a fun experience and such a great way to indulge in their culture. So to start us off, let's talk about the differences from the typical American wedding. The first one is the timing of weddings in Mexico. Typically in the U.S., they may start morning, afternoon, but in Mexico, they don't start until the evening, usually like five or six-ish, and then they go very late. The one we were at, Mexico City, was it two that it ended? Well, they said 2 a.m., but they finally started kicking us out at around 2.30, so really it's until they finally kick you out. And then the other one I went to didn't end until 4 a.m. Typical. And I stayed. Another thing to know is you don't show up to the venue with gifts or presents. Typically at the weddings, you do give cash or they'll have like a website set up for you so that you can give cash for like honeymoon or other expenses. Another thing is that the waiters may expect a tip or propina. We be in, Jamal. Thank you. That's what little Spanish I know. I want to bust out for you guys. I do know propina's <laughs> tip. So, But nonetheless, a lot of the waiters do expect it. It's not anything that's mandatory. They may kind of hassle you for it a little bit, but don't necessarily feel obligated to do so. And if anything, give it to them at the end if you feel their services necessitated it, if they were really on their drinks. And they usually flowing. are. Yeah. I mean, but don't feel pressured to if you don't want to, but just just be known that they may very well do it. 
I've actually heard a tip from a Mexican national who said that maybe you should consider giving the propina at the beginning of the wedding and they will never let your glass go dry. And I was like, that's interesting because I feel like they still don't let your glass go dry and that's why they expect it at the end. And he said, if you think it's that great of service that you tipped at the end, believe me, Zaina, imagine at the beginning it's even better. So choose wisely. So we're going to talk to you about how to prepare for the Mexican wedding. And, and you should prepare. You should. So we're going to first talk about some things that you should bring to the wedding with you. And I am definitely the planner, the preparer. So my purse is stocked and it's stocked with Tums, Pepto-Bismol, antibiotics. And we have not gone to a Mexican wedding yet where water has been served. So bring your water. <laughs> yes, bring water. Maybe even some caffeine pills to get you through the evening. The booze isn't enough for you to keep going through the night, Kim? <laughs> for other people. Oh, I'm, for other I'm people. Suggesting. For the amateurs out yes. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys, it's really interesting because we just had a huge giggle fit before we recorded because someone put on our show notes change of underwear <laughs> and no one is fessing up to who put it on there. And we it have, was Brittany. <laughs> it was not me. I thought it was you. We have no idea. So as we go through this episode, perhaps we'll figure out why this made it on the show notes. We have our first hack of our accounts, I guess. I don't know. So anyways, so now we're telling you what to bring. And as we go through this episode, we're going to touch base on these things and why they're important once we get to that part. So just keep in mind, Tums, antibiotics, Pepto, water, perhaps... A change of underwear. We'll see if we need it. We don't know yet. But the other thing's essential, okay? So since you're bringing those in your purse, now we're going to talk about what you should wear to the wedding. You should absolutely dress to the nines. The one wedding that we all went to together, we got some casual recommendations on what to wear, but we all wore dresses, of course. Uh, Except me. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) The previous wedding that I went to in Mexico was a formal attire. But even though this wedding we went to in Mexico City wasn't designated formal, people were still dressed very nicely. Very, very nice. So long dresses, maxi dresses, or a lot of women will wear shawls to cover up their shoulders elegantly. And we all wore heels, but be prepared to have flats or flip-flops or sandals for the dance floor Mm -hmm. because it's going to get wild on the dance floor. One of the things that I really appreciate just about foreign weddings is I feel like the few weddings that I've gone to here in the United States, people don't dress as nicely. And so it's really nice to go to an event where people really dress to the nines. Even like when I look on my Instagram and back at Lebanon, you know, I see weddings there. People are just so fucking fancy. Love it. I love it. Fun fact, Jamal did not know what dress to the nines meant until we outlined this episode. (laughs) Never heard that expression. (laughs) But you know, you brought up a good point because I was telling you how, well, you know, you want to look like a 10 and Jamal's all, then why aren't you dressing to the tens? So I don't know, but that's a great point. I guess I've just never heard that expression because people just tell me flat out all the time, you just look really good. So Mm -hmm. no one says, oh, you dressed to the nines today. They just tell me I look great. The next time you look good, I'm going to tell you. So as a man, Jamal, what should you wear? Well, again, depends on, but if we're dressing to the nines... See, I could throw in the term. I know what it means. Ooh, that and propina. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm getting wild in this episode. Wild ninja. But definitely, (laughs) (laughs) 
But you definitely want to, again, dress to impress. So a nice pair of slacks, button up. Definitely, if you do have a suit jacket, you want to bring that. I didn't because the one that we went to for our friend Nicole, she said it's going to be a little bit more casual. But still, even though it's deemed as casual, it's a lot more fancy. So I could have had a jacket and fit in just fine, but I didn't feel necessarily out of place without it. But for the one Kim had gone to for Ricky's wedding, mm-hmm. I'm assuming real fancy schmancy yeah, all men ties, have jackets. Yeah, button downs. Mexican men in general dress very nicely, usually with button downs and nice pants and boots. So mm-hmm. think about that. And then it's an event. So yes, mm-hmm. very nicely dressed. I regret not bringing flats. I didn't realize how much dancing there would be. And yeah, I had high heels and eventually I had to take them off just because my feet were hurting so badly. So and just to touch on how much dancing there actually is, the squad knows this, maybe not all of our listeners, but I'm not a dancer. I don't like dancing. <laughs> I don't want to get on the dance floor. I'm usually shy. And at this wedding, believe me, I got out there on the dance floor reluctantly at the first. Congo but line. once I was on there, it was really, really fun. So I couldn't get you d- off. But the point yeah, I know. <laughs> but the point of that is if you don't think you're going to be dancing, you'd be very wrong. You're going to fall to peer pressure, but in a good way to be out there and have fun and join the party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then probably around 1 a.m., someone dropped a glass on the dance floor. And since I was barefoot at that time, I got super sad because I'm like, ah, shit. Now I can't be dancing on the dance floor because I don't want to cut my feet. But eventually... Didn't care anymore. (laughs) Back on the dance floor with my bare feet. But that's, again, why to bring the flats. If you can't necessarily dress in heels, girls, bring some flats for later. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've told you what to pack in your bag and what to lay out to wear. Now we're going to tell you how to prepare for the ceremony by eating beforehand. Mm -hmm. How many tacos did we eat before the wedding? This is a fun story. (laughs) We stayed at a hotel that had like room service tacos and they were cheap. They were like 75 cents per taco. Really great prices. And great tacos. But they're tiny. Well, of course, they're Mexican street tacos, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not big or anything like that, but tiny size. And the reason why I say that is because I went downstairs to order it with Jamal. And we decided that, oh, you know, we need to eat something because we really hadn't eaten that day. And we wanted to eat something before the wedding. So we thought, oh, four tacos per person should be good because, again, they're small. So I ordered 16 tacos. And the guy... <laughs> four each. <laughs> four each. The guy behind the desk, I know that he knows that we're like four people because he's he's seen us and we've spoken with him he just looks at me so shocked and he says (laughs) in this moment (laughs) because it's such a big order like you aren't ordering for a head like you want 16 tacos now how the hell are we going to do 16 tacos now for you and I was just like see (laughs) <laughs> as funny as the story as that is and if we didn't convey it well enough it was funny when it was down there for me and Zana because he just seemed so shocked again he knew that there was four of us but it was only me and Zana down there so I think he thought <laughs> we were each going to eat eight <laughs> <laughs> I know because Jamal looked so, at me and he's all does he realize that there's four of us I know he knows that there's four of us but they, these 16 aren't for me or you yeah but the point of eating beforehand was also due to the fact that we knew of the cultural difference which is the actual ceremony itself takes a really, really long time. And then after the ceremony, there's a little cocktail hour, if you will, before you even sit down for the food. So if the wedding's starting at five o'clock, you're probably not eating until nine, nine thirty. Yeah. And I had gone to Ricky and Patty's wedding before the Mexico City wedding. So I was already aware of this and I warned them. I was like, guys, we have to eat before we go. And 
Was I right? You, you were, were very right. right. <laughs> but you know, not only did we have the tacos, we've already been to Mexico City several times, so we didn't go out and explore that day, but we did walk around the neighborhood. And you know what we found? A Costco. So we hit it up and Jamal went apeshit crazy because they had these little <laughs> mini donuts. Yeah, not, not only did they have mini donuts, they had a mini donut making machine and a window them. to watch yeah, it. Yeah, their, their bakery over there had a donut shop, if you will, pretty <laughs> much that they're selling and i was just blown away i was like what the hell why don't we have something like this here in the states i'd buy donuts like this all the fucking time so we got the donuts and then beyond that we were snacking on donuts and let me tell you when we came back from the wedding and we had been drinking those donuts came in pretty clutch <laughs> in the evening i won't lie i think it was like 50 donuts for like 250 yeah That's real amazing. cheap so anyways we had donuts and we had tacos Besides eating, you should also drink water before you go. Really hydrate because you're going to be drinking a lot of alcohol at the wedding. And at least the two weddings in Mexico that I've been to, there's not water available, which is crazy, but you'll survive. But just hydrate before. Yeah, well, when you said that about Ricky and Patty's wedding. You guys didn't believe me. I was like, there's got to be some sort of water. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we brought our water bottles. We drank a lot beforehand. And if I recall correctly, the venue that Nicole and Roberto's wedding was at, there was a convenience store around. And I think looking back on it now, and again, it was almost a brownout night. It wasn't a blackout. It was a brownout. (laughs) I was black. (laughs) I think I actually left to go get like a liter of water or something and bring it back. Did you? Because the way that I remember it was we saw the OXO. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the OXOs. Yeah. And I thought that we couldn't get to it. We couldn't figure out where it was, but we could see it in the distance. I got to it. I remember actually going now that we're talking about it. I'm pretty sure I did because I can't go a night without drinking, without having water. For every drink I have, I have to have water. Keeps me from getting a hangover. Keeps me from being cranky the next day. So I'm pretty sure I'm confident I went out to go get it. Hashtag life over 30. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of life over 30, you should also get some sleep to prepare for this wedding since you're not going to be going to bed until it ends. And it usually doesn't end until somewhere between 2 to 4 or 5 a.m. So yeah, catch up on some sleep ahead of time so you don't do what I did and get two hours of sleep and then jump on a plane and yeah trust (laughs) trust me you want no part of that so like we mentioned before the ceremony is very long so we're going to jump right into it in Mexico the religion is typically Catholic and so most people are married in Catholic churches or incorporate religion into their weddings if they are practicing and the service is typically about an hour long very long I didn't realize how long it was going to be. But my favorite part, well, not really my favorite part. I thought it was a beautiful service. But if you remember from the Cuba episode, at one point, I thought that equipaje, which means luggage, meant team. And throughout the entire trip, we were saying that uh, somos un equipaje, which I thought we were saying we're a team, but really it's a suitcase. (laughs) So when Nicole and Roberto were doing their vows, I heard them say somos un equipo. And I got so excited because I've tried to use that sentence before and failed and I heard them use it properly and I remember asking him did you hear that did you hear that they said somos un equipo because equipo was team not equipaje right there you go three words
words on this podcast. Propina, equipo, equipaje. Yeah, mm-hmm. learning. <laughs> in their wedding, actually, their ceremony was not in a church. They did it outdoors, but they did have it in Spanish and English. So then it, you know, added on time for the translation. But it was really beautiful that they did it in both languages. So one other thing to know is we said it does take a long time. It's actually so long that at the wedding we went to for Nicole and Roberto, they were sitting down while they were exchanging vows. Yeah, same with Ricky and Patty. Versus here in the United States, most people are standing at the altar. Yeah, and they usually are standing up there with their bridal party. Mm-hmm. But Ricky and Patty, and I think a lot of times for weddings in Mexico or even Catholic weddings, they don't have the same bridal party set up. Everyone is in the audience and it's just the couple and the officiant. All right. So after the ceremony, they're married, kiss the bride, blah, blah, blah. Then the party starts. Yeah. Well, before the party started, we threw flower petals at Nicole and Roberto, right? Mm -hmm. Did they do that at the wedding you went to? No. Mm -mm. Oh, I didn't throw it. I pelted them when they walked by. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But yeah, they did pass out flower petals before the ceremony so we could throw it when they walked down. That Um, was really pretty. But what Ricky and Patty did, they came out of the church and then in a huge group, all of us walked from the ceremony to the reception area with the mariachi band. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Oh, you had the mariachi band earlier. Yes. Ah. Well, mariachis, I mean, they're really popular at weddings, to my understanding. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But that's interesting how they had the mariachis sooner rather than later. Yes, it was great. It was an escort. And then it escorts you right into cocktail hour. Boy, it really makes you reminisce on episode one when we didn't want to pay the $5 for the mariachi band at Xochimilco. Mm-hmm. And you're like, gosh, what a steal it would have been. It would have been. Because <laughs> I'm sure people are paying more than $5 a song at a wedding. I'm sure. <laughs> I loved cocktail hour at Nicole and Roberto's wedding. I remember walking from where we had the ceremony into a different courtyard because their venue had different courtyards at it. Mm -hmm. And there were tables lined up with tons of different types of cocktails. And I remember just like going up and just grabbing like two at a time. Take us through the spread. (laughs) Well, I know that for sure there was a mango, I think it was a margarita Mm -hmm. and it was so delicious. I also had a strawberry. I wouldn't say it was a daiquiri. It was like a strawberry, milky, Mm -hmm. maybe some vodka in it. That was delicious too. Pina coladas. Pina coladas. Oh, I love pina coladas. But you know what? Okay, so this was in 2019 and I've took an oath of sobriety for 2019 and the hardest (laughs) point of the year for me to keep the sobriety was at this wedding. I was just like, oh my gosh. And so when you say pina coladas, my mouth waters. (laughs) And the other point, okay, so then... The pina coladas was really hard for me. At one point, you guys all did shots of tequila with uh, Roberto and Nicole. That was really hard for me. But Nicole, she's so thoughtful. She gave me like a little shot glass full of water so I can feel included. (laughs) And then I don't know if you guys remember this, but at one point, Roberto was throwing tequila down your guys' throats. I remember. I don't. (laughs) I definitely remember. And that was really, really hard for me when I saw everyone bending over and just like taking it down the throat. And I'm like, oh my God. So funny. (laughs) And during this cocktail hour, there was also some some little bites to eat. Some hors d'oeuvres. Oh, d'oeuvres, drinks. 
If I knew the type of food that was going to come out later, I would have eaten more hors d'oeuvres. I stuffed my face with those hors d'oeuvres. I would have eaten more. Mm, they were good. They were like little empanada type things. Yeah, they were delicious. Oh my gosh. I, I stuffed my face with them anyway because I, I knew I was going to be drinking and I needed food. So it didn't matter that dinner was going to be coming or whatever. You just got to eat if you're going to be drinking. But beyond just the actual cocktails you ladies are talking about, specialty drinks, definitely had a lot of beer, could have straight shots if you wanted to. So everything that you need to get the party started off right before you sit down at your seat for the reception. Your wish is their command. Yeah. <laughs> they will give it to you. On the topic of food and drinks at the wedding, at cocktail hour or just throughout the reception. What's interesting about Mexican weddings that's different from American weddings is they always set up a drink table. And this is where they have the tequila, wine, whiskey, mixers. Squirt is really big there. Love squirt. Mineral water as a chaser or as a mixer, but no water. Sodas even, but they have these drink carts and then, you know, the wait staff goes there, but you can also go up there and get your drinks too. So that's different from any American wedding I've ever been to. Yeah, the drink cart was like right behind our table, I remember. I I frequented it several times. I love a good squirt. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember Kim and I were taking pictures throughout the night, like first is our (laughs) cocktails, then it was our glass of wine, then we moved on to hard liquor. We were documenting our night through stories on Instagram. And our pictures got more and more silly at each one we took. So then after cocktail hour, you're finally sitting down for the reception where the food comes out. And I will say this. I've heard before from other people who have been to traditional Mexican weddings that there's usually not a lot of food, as a matter of fact. I mean, it comes out as a dinner, but sometimes there's just really not a lot of it. I, I feel would it. say that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eating is low on the priority list at a Mexican wedding. Drinking high priority. Yes. And so as we mentioned earlier, bring Tums because if you're over 30, you're going to get that heartburn and you're going to want the Tums to mellow that out. Yes. I mean, I partied so hard even without alcohol that I still needed the Tums. <laughs> <laughs> this is 30. This is 30. So we're going to talk about the dinner. Absolutely. We're going to talk about the dinner. But before we do that, also just to let you know that Around like midnight-ish is usually typical for another meal to come out, but these are kind of like snacks. And I remember Nicole saying that around like 1 a.m. they're going to bring out chilenquiles. Mm. And um, if you don't know what chilenquiles are, it's soaked up tortilla chips with cheese and beans on top of it. And they're super delicious. And it can also be served as a breakfast food. So anyways, they were going to do that at 1 a.m. But I think that everyone was feeling pretty hungry. So Nicole, <laughs> she rounded up the staff and she had them bring them out a little bit earlier. So what was on the menu for dinner, guys? Well, it was very interesting because although we were in Mexico, Nicole is from the United States and her and Roberto are like vegan or vegetarian. Vegetarian, not vegan. Okay, yeah. vegetarian. Good for them. That's got to be difficult when in you're Mexico. in Mexico. Yeah. And to incorporate that into a wedding, I think is even more difficult. So we started the dinner with a salad And for the main entree, she had portobello mushroom burgers and the bun was the mushrooms. 
Mm -hmm. So this was super interesting because they came out raw. And I remember the mushrooms, the mushrooms did. Yes. And I remember poor Nicole was so stressed about it because they were raw. And I remember her telling me, too, that she was like arguing with the, the caterer that these are raw. And they said, no, they're cooked. And she's like, what are you talking about? These are raw. And so the mushrooms were raw. And then it had cheese inside. It was mm-hmm. like goat cheese mm-hmm. and spinach or something yeah, on the inside. Yeah, goat cheese, tomato and spinach on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Funny story. When that came out. I didn't realize that it was a portobello mushroom. I thought maybe just the mushroom was like the patty. And I went to touch it and I like kind of screamed and jumped back because I was meaning to touch bread and it was mushroom. I was like, ah! <laughs> and the people sitting across from me saw me and they were laughing at me. Well, poor, poor Nicole too, because like you were saying, she was complaining that no, 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 this is raw because when her and Roberto did the tasting, they said they brought it out cooked. That's yes. how they wanted it. And then they were serving it at the wedding raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the dinner. And then again, we had the chilenquilis later on that night. But once people got pretty much halfway through the dinner, then we started to see the speakers come up and give the speeches. And again, this is in English. This is in Spanish. And then we also had a game to play and we had salsa dance lessons on the dance floor. Yeah, we actually learned that Nicole and Roberto met salsa dancing because Roberto loved to go salsa dancing. Nicole loved to go salsa dancing. And Roberto kept taking a friend of his to go salsa dancing and she was tired of going with him. So she's like, I know someone who likes to salsa dance. And she hooked them up and they've been salsa dancing together ever since. And now married. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Felicitaciones. So yeah, so obviously that being special to them, they had someone come out and teach us how to salsa dance. Did you guys get up and do that? We didn't do the salsa dance lessons. I didn't have enough alcohol yet to get out onto the dance floor. I was just about to say, but you're a wild party animal on the dance floor. (laughs) Mm, I don't know about that, but I didn't have enough booze in me quite yet to get out there on the dance floor. But you know, after dinner, that's when the fiesta gets started and the real partying. So that's where everyone starts to have a little bit more drinks in them. After the speeches, everyone's out there on the dance floor dancing. And having a DJ is a really, really big thing at the wedding. You know what's funny? At Ricky's wedding, when they came in, they walked right in and started dancing. And they put on like EDM music and it was like a raging party right away. Wow. Then they sat down and had a dinner. And then the party restarted again. But when when it started, I was like, okay, we're not going to have dinner. It's straight to the party here we go (laughs) they're working up an appetite like i didn't eat before because that was my first one i didn't know and i was like okay here we go (laughs) how funny they take the party seriously though this is like the funnest part about the wedding is once you eat and now everyone's dancing and having fun at ricky's wedding they even had this person in an electronic lighted robot suit come out on the dance floor and dance with us they put all of our drinks in sippy cups so that you didn't get it all over the dance for but people were still just like pouring drinks in each other's mouths like it was wild and Nicole's was pretty wild too yes it was I remember at one point Roberto opened up the bottle of tequila and started pouring it into our mouths Kim you went right under it (laughs) yeah he came to everyone on the dance floor and he's like tequila and he had the bottle so everyone had to get down as he was pouring shots into everybody's mouth and i think it was after that point maybe when i started to get on the dance floor uh, and they was we already were blacked taking, out at that point we were also taking shots of tequila through the night too oh man you guys i wanted to do that so bad but you know what i absolutely well i, I poor guy I, I don't love that you went through this but this moment this was at the end of the wedding and i was over near the restrooms with 
with Nicole chit-chatting with her. And you have to go upstairs to get to the restrooms. And we were kind of at that halfway point. And we look over and there is someone just puking his guts out into the bushes there at the stairs. And he looked rough. And Nicole's mm-hmm. like, whoa, you know, it wasn't a good wedding until someone's puking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine anyone having more fun than him. And at the same time, I can't imagine anyone having more fun than me. Like, it was a great time. Yeah, I definitely had a really great time. I'd go back for another Mexican wedding. Part of the celebration, some couples will do the bouquet toss or the garter pull toss. But there's one thing that they do differently that is so cool and so fun. And what is that dance called? The dance is called La Vibora de la Mar, which I believe translates, if my Spanish is good, to sea snake. The snake of the sea. Sea snake. So how it works is the bride and groom stand on chairs and then they usually have someone on either side of them holding their legs so they don't fall. And they're kind of creating like a bridge with their hands. And then the woman's about to throw her bouquet. So she gets all the single ladies out onto the dance floor. But before she throws it, all the ladies hold hands and make a snake and then snake around the room, the dance floor, in and out. And then they go under the bridge with the bride and groom. At Ricky's wedding, they also poured liquor in your mouth every time you went under them? Did they do that at Nicole and Roberto? Under no. the bridge? No, I don't okay. remember that. Yeah, that I, yeah. But yeah, it's real. It's a really fun little dance. They play a song while they're doing it and you go around and it's just, they don't do that in American weddings and that is like the funnest time I've ever had at a wedding. That was awesome. I loved it. I had no idea what was going on, but I was totally there for it. The best way I can probably explain, well, Kim explained it well, but it's a real common tradition at Mexican weddings for them to do that dance. You could almost equate it to, you know, when Greeks take a plate with a cloth and then they smash it under their foot once they're married or at, yeah, or at Jewish weddings where they lift them in the chairs. You know, this is one thing that's really cultural to Mexican weddings is to do La Vibora de la Mar. Yes. We should really do it in the U.S. Kim, didn't you I'll say... I'll wait for that your wedding, Kim. Ooh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Kim, didn't you say that at their wedding on the alcohol bottles, they had GoPros or cameras attached mm-hmm. to them? Yep, so then in the wedding video, you can just see people liquor going in their mouth. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's actually really cool. <laughs> that's smart. Another thing that's pretty traditional for Mexican weddings is the men will get the groom and throw him up in the air and every time he comes down they take an article of clothing off and (laughs) they will literally like get grooms naked oh my god at Ricky's wedding I think he just had on his boxers at the end of it but also with him every time they brought him down they poured liquor in his mouth (laughs) and threw him back up and then they went around the room doing that too and it was like you could see some of the Americans that were there were like oh my god how many articles of clothing are they going to take off of him so when they took the (laughs) socks was it one sock per throw or two socks in one throw you know what all i was sitting at the table all i could see is ricky just flying up with less and less clothes on i don't know how they did it (laughs) how many even imagine how many people are like throwing is, is Ricky probably, like a big guy no he, guy? no he's small but it was probably like five to ten guys and they're all just throwing him up in the air he's more and more naked every time was James part of the crew yes, throwing them yes, him up he was was Anthony and all that too he wasn't there, actually, Oh, okay. because Megan was about to give birth. Oh, okay. Well, so just a little tidbit on who I'm mentioning here. James 
is our friend. He was at the wedding. We mentioned him in our episode here talking about San Diego. And then Anthony, I'm also friends with, but interestingly enough, he ended up moving next door to me and my parents when we still lived in Northern California. And he is actually Ricky's cousin. Yeah. Oh, Small didn't, town. Didn't mm-hmm. realize that connection. Yes. Jamal, doesn't it make you wish that someone loved you enough at your wedding to throw you up and get you naked? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh gosh, I want that to happen at my wedding. Not for me, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like that, lovey border de Lamar. Like, they don't fun. do it to the bride. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I want to see them throw up my husband. <laughs> Marry a Mexican. Mm, there you go. There it's you go. also pretty common to have another party the next day. Ricky and Patty had like a nice taco party where it was unlimited food and drinks again. They had a keg. The bride's father was doing keg stands. Keg he stands. had never done a keg stand before. So, you know, like James and Ricky's brother were all lifting him up. Yes. And they loved it. Like the Mexicans that were there, they had never even heard of a keg stand. So they were loving it. It was hilarious. <laughs> Bringing an American so tradition like... <laughs> over to Mexico. Yeah, we're well, trading there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what's very interesting about both of these weddings is each person was marrying someone from America. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of trade and traditions to some extent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why there was the English and Spanish at Nicole's wedding, because obviously you have a handful of people who speak only English, and then you also have a handful of people who only speak Spanish, and then you have like the people who speak both. But you know, everyone wants to be included in there. Another big tradition is having the mariachi. And Kim mentioned this at the beginning that the mariachi, it looks like at Ricky and Patty's wedding was mm-hmm. more the beginning, where at Nicole's, they came out much later and it was awesome. I mean, all of Roberto's cousins one by one got up and started to sing with the mariachi. That's right. Right. I mean, I remember looking over at them and whichever cousin was singing at the time had their phone up and they were looking at the lyrics. And then another cousin goes up and they're looking at their phone to to (laughs) sing the lyrics, but they were so excited. And the mariachi was singing to Roberto and Nicole. The mariachi was maybe the highlight for me. I thought that was really fun when it came in because the party was already going, but it really brought it to a whole nother level and it had a deeper cultural level too and it made it really really fun it was super unique i've never seen that you know a lot of dancing that's going to be at every wedding you go to but mexican weddings it is just another level of dancing we did the congo line yes oh yes yes you're right oh my gosh we had people twerking follow the leader 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 You know, what we learned about that is a leader doesn't really go anywhere. You just kind of like go back and forth four or five steps each time. You know, one song that they were playing at Nicole and Roberto's wedding that I had never even heard of, but apparently all of you girls knew it, was the one where it's like, take one step to the left now. I did not know that song. One step to the right or whatever. Two cups this time. Yeah, never even heard of it. And yet everyone's over here and they know the dance steps to it. Well, the dance steps is in the lyrics. Well, those are self-explanatory, but there was another dance too that people were doing and I forgot what it was but they were like oh no this one's really common and everybody just happened to know the moves and I'm like what is this like Mm -hmm. what am I oblivious to over here right now I had no idea Jamal it's like a movie you know you just look up at the dance floor and everyone's doing a synchronized routine yeah flash mob the other (laughs) thing oh my god how cool would that be having a flash mob come at your wedding the patrons are the flash mob I'll write that in my notes for when my future husband comes into my life Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. 
Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So if, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we were the last gringos on the dance floor that night. Yes, we were. This is going to be a long night, you guys. Like the dancing is out of this world, right? It's not just kind of like junior high prom where you're holding someone's hips swaying back and forth, not really dancing. Like you were fucking dancing. It is a machine out there. And we were pretty <laughs> much the last ones standing. People get tired. People drink too much. People didn't drink enough and they want to go home. But no, we were there until they kicked us out. Out. Yes, we were. I remember at the very end, Kim and I were waiting at the entrance. And I think we we're waiting to catch our lift or for Zayna and Jamal because you guys went off somewhere else. And it was just this very special moment at Nicole and Roberto's wedding because Kim was professing her love to me as, <laughs> as my best friend. I don't so. have a very clear memory of this one. You know I was going to ask because we're... <laughs> oh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry, Jamal. But remember we were sitting there by the bathrooms and, or like the entrance to the, the courtyards. And I remember Kim going off on something and I don't remember what it was. I just remember that. One thing though, about after Kim had professed her love to you, Brittany, <laughs> and you were telling us about that, what was really, really funny is I knew all of us had done a lot of drinking. And as a matter of fact, I just want to say how proud I am of you, Brittany, for all the drinking you did. Cause you like <laughs> to, but you don't really go hard and you went hard that night. It was actually a sight to see. I really thought that Brittany Brittany was going to be the one who was really drunk. And so I was having conversations with Kim that night and <laughs> it was really funny because I could tell obviously we were all a little bit tipsy drunk, but I had no clue how drunk Kim was because here we are talking about it the next day. She's like, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. I'm like, but you don't remember it. So I mean. That dance we were talking about earlier with the bride and groom in a bridge. The next day I was like, oh man, Nicole and Roberto didn't do that. And you guys were like, yeah, they did. <laughs> they were like, you went under them. <laughs> you took part in it. Oh, 
that's funny. And I also want to remind you guys that during this trip specifically was where the Travel Squad podcast idea was created. It was. We got there late on a Friday night or technically early on a Saturday morning, whatever you want to call it. And we were getting our taxi in the airport because you want to reserve your taxi, pay for it in the airport before you leave. Basically, I told him that we're four people. And then he said, oh, do you want a big car? You know, so you guys all fit. And I asked him, no, 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 we can fit in the small one right? And he said, yeah, but it'll be a tight squeeze. And I'm like, great, we'll take the small one. Because we didn't want to pay the extra fee for the bigger car. Yes. And so in the back seat, me, Kim, Brittany, sitting on top of each other, squinched, <laughs> Jamal's in the front seat, is when Kim came up with the idea of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we should do a podcast. And then we instantly started riffing episodes that we could do. And we had a list so big already that we were like, yep, we have to do this. Do it. So just goes to show that if you have an idea, follow it through because you never know where it's going to take you and where it will lead. And while you were professing your love for Brittany Kim, which by the way, you also professed your love to our Uber driver that night. We can talk I was about in that a later. very loving mood being around the wedding and all that love. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So Kim was sitting there and she's like, we have to start the podcast, guys. She's bringing up back. The, she's bringing the idea back up. We have to start the podcast. You know why? Because we're small car fucking people. We're not big car. We take the small car. And I don't know what that meant, but I know what it meant, you know, where you're going with it. But it was just really funny. I like that. Small car people. <laughs> so everyone out there, we're fucking small car people. Any final thoughts on Mexican wedding and how to survive or what to expect? Yes, actually, we're missing the most crucial piece, which is this has nothing to do with surviving a wedding, right? But more so because we love to share our wild and crazy adventures with you while we were in that Uber going back to our hotel and Kim is busy letting our Uber Uber driver know that te amo, te amo, I'm in the backseat. And my stomach is just cramping like crazy. I can't like, I just don't know what's going on. And I'm thinking to myself, was it something that I drank? I just, I couldn't figure it out, right? So we got back to the hotel. I got a little bit sick. It's probably four in the morning by the time we go to bed. And I am just lying in bed with my stomach cramping so bad. Did you need donuts when I got back to the hotel? You might have, but I didn't. (laughs) Skipped out on it. (laughs) So we woke up two hours later to have a quick breakfast with Kim before she left because she was continuing on to Tulum. And I'm so committed to travel that I was off of like almost no sleep and severely hungover. <laughs> yeah, because you have family that lives out there. So you figured while in Mexico, let me just go see them. So added on. So Kim left us while we stayed behind, but we were leaving that day to go back home here to San Diego ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I got back into bed after Kim left and I am just hugging myself so tightly because I just, I don't know where these cramps in my stomach are coming from. So, you know, we ended up leaving that day. This is a Sunday. And then Monday I'm at work and like legit 24 hours later, all of a sudden I run to the restroom and it was not nice at all. So my supervisor had that bathroom talk in the episodes, (laughs) right? Oh my gosh. Which by the way, good point. The bathrooms at that place you didn't need (laughs) to pay for. They were free and they were nice and they were Americanized, not Americanized, but Westernized toilets. So there's that. But anyways, I race home and get sick again. And then a few hours later, I call Brittany and Jamal in tears because I can't stop puking my guts out. And it's like so 
violent the way that I'm puking my guts out. Like I was sick. So fucking sick. And what did you say, Jamal? Oh, well, whenever you feel something's wrong with you, you always call Nurse Brittany sitting right next to me over here. And I get the joy of her putting you on speakerphone so I could hear about you kind of complaining because Zaina is kind of a hypochondriac. She thinks anything and everything is wrong with her. So she called. She came over here today and said she thought she might have had a stroke, but it wasn't a stroke. She doesn't think she's dying. But wouldn't it be funny if this one time she didn't think she was dying, she actually was dying? (laughs) Yeah, this is context for everybody. Thank you for that, Kim. Thank you for that. So anyway. I've been feeling really dizzy lately. Good thing I'm a hospice nurse. (laughs) So anyway, she calls Brittany and she's just talking about how miserable she's feeling like oh i don't know what i'm puking and before i was puking i was going to the restroom and sitting down and just all this and that and then i was in tears because like i I just puked into the bowl that your dad gave me at thanksgiving thanks dad (laughs) it's a great bowl i washed it every single time i puked and took it back with me to bed because i didn't have anything else to puke in (laughs) my god i wasn't gonna puke in my toilet so anyway you finally get off the phone with Brittany, and i look to Brittany I say oh my god she's been way over dramatic like give me a break like she's sick she's puking whatever (laughs) and then I go to bed and I guess karma strikes Mm -hmm. because I wake up about 1 1 30 in the morning I'm like oh fuck I don't feel good. And I, I'm He's la- crying. Did he wake no. you up? <laughs> he didn't wake me up intentionally, but he does wake me up because he's not a silent barfer. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I don't puke gracefully. You know I, what, what, do, what do you want I was. Me? I'm sure the people underneath me heard. I'm sure the people across from me heard. Like, it was so fucking violent when I was puking my oh, guts well, So anyway, I woke up around 1, 1.30. I'm like, man, I don't feel good at all. And then basically it takes me another 15 minutes to be like, oh, no, I need to get up. I need to puke here. And so then I start puking just violently. And then puking (laughs) turns into going to the restroom for other things. And that's off and on every 30 to 45 minutes. And I don't get any sleep. And I eventually had to call in that day because I wasn't feeling good. And it seems as if we all caught a little bit of Montezuma's revenge. Montezuma's revenge, if you will, from... Brittany, did you get sick? I did have some loose stools. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't violently vomit at all at any point. I have never vomited so hard in my life. When there was nothing left in me, when the bile was completely left out of my body, I was still vomiting. Well, okay. luckily, it hit by the time we got home and not on the plane. But Thank the God. point of the story is, the we got was. Ooh, the culprit was something from the wedding, the dinner. What it, was it? It happened to be the uncooked portobello mushroom. Aha. Uh-huh. So if you remember back to our Chicago episode when I had a non-freakout about mushrooms. It was a freakout. <laughs> this is why I did not get sick because I didn't eat the mushrooms because mushrooms are disgusting. And I love mushrooms. Hey, okay, here are, you go. Mushrooms are good. Mushrooms. In our defense, it was uncooked, but that's not what it was. It was probably washed in water, not clean water. And that's it where we mushroom. got the bacterial infection from. <laughs> but regardless of what caused it, this is why we put on our list to bring Pepto-Bismol and antibiotics because something like this is very typical, not just at the wedding, but anytime 
time you eat out in a foreign country in I mean, general. yeah, even in, in the U.S., this could happen. So it's not like it's a wedding thing or a Mexico thing, but it, it does tend to happen more often when you're traveling. <laughs> My poor cousin, Waleed, when he came to the United States here in San Diego, he called me probably like at around 11 o'clock at night, and I think he had bad... Um, Oysters, he said it was. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it can happen here in the United States. Poor guy. Yeah, just if your stomach's not used to something that's in the water or anything anywhere, it could definitely happen. So, not a criticism to the wedding. Nicole, we had a blast, but we ended up getting a little bit sick, as you know. So. I, you know what? You and Josh, top two weddings. Oh, and Jamal and Brittany, top three. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Okay, you guys didn't have a dance floor. Josh and Nicole's did. Well, we purposely kept it small, but that's neither here nor there. So, it was a great wedding, regardless. I mean, you guys cut me off, but this isn't about that. (laughs) Other than that, any other final thoughts then? I think initially, real quickly, our thought process was that Zaina got sick because she didn't drink any alcohol. And so she didn't have any of the alcohol to kill the bacteria. And then Jamal got sick. So then Brittany was like, well, Jamal drank the least amount out of you three. And then Brittany got sick. And she's like, okay, well, I drank even more than Jamal. So I have more bacteria to kill it. And Kim drank the most so (laughs) she didn't get sick but it turns out that Kim didn't eat the mushroom and I was ill but it was just a hangover (laughs) (laughs) so in the end even though I was super sick Jamal ended up being the sickest out of all of us and it was because he ate the full mushroom I ate the full thing I was hungry (laughs) (laughs) I only ate half (laughs) so um, that pretty much wraps up that situation and again top three weddings of my lifetime yeah the Mexican weddings are so much fun and that's why I really wanted to do this episode because any other wedding you go to whether it's in Mexico or any other culture you should if you have the chance to do it you should absolutely take it because you are exposed to traditions and cultures in a whole different way and they're just so much fun So, yeah, I want to go to an India wedding next. Our really good friend Anna has been to an Indian wedding. Nice. They look like so much fun. So one last question, guys. Who brought the change of underwear to the wedding? I'm judging by how sick you guys got. Well, it wasn't me. My suspicion is on you too. It was Zaina because she got sick in the cab. I didn't feel sick until we got here. It was Zaina. You know what? As I was telling the story about the cab, I remember having a thought that like, oh shit, everyone's going to think I put that on there. Maybe it was. I don't remember. I don't know. But thank God I didn't need to change my underwear but you know what you never know if you will need to so fuck it man just take it always have a backup just in case (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i hope you enjoyed hearing about our mexican wedding adventures and learn some tips if you ever get an invite to one please subscribe to the podcast leave a review tell us what you'd like and tune in every travel tuesday for new episodes and if you aren't already be sure to follow us on instagram at travel squad podcast Next week, pack your bags and your swimsuit because we are taking you to Hot Springs National Park. Hot Springs National Park. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.